Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world, this is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr. and friends. It is with great pleasure and honor that we get to acknowledge the fact that General Michael Flynn has been exonerated. Are you kidding me? Friends, that's just step one. Exonerated. Good. It's about stinking time. Now it's time to investigate all the dirty cops that put the Flynn family through this absolute catastrophe. And it should be a wake-up call. It better be a wake-up call to every American citizen that if the FBI can coordinate an attack like this on someone as well-respected as, as General Flynn, then friends, nobody is off limits while those dirty cops in the FBI are still are still out there. We must hold them accountable. It's absolutely a travesty that this took place. And it was all political. Believe you me, it all it had everything to do with going after Donald Trump. And it didn't work. Neither did any of the other investigations against Donald Trump. Did they work? Well, the newly, uh, who, who needs to be exonerated next? He doesn't even need to be pardoned. He needs to be exonerated is Roger Stone, but we'll get into that in just a minute. Let's let's first take a look at this right here. Hopefully you shared this story, shared the mess out of it. Hopefully you like my picture I added right behind me. Yes, I'm going to get that signed. I, I, my plan is to get that signed by the president. That was a beautiful day that I got to meet and spend some time with the president of the United States. Don't come after me. Let me just say right now, I am not suicidal. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. So let's just be clear. I am not suicidal. <laughs> but I've got some stories and news to break for you all today. The DOJ has dropped the case against Lieutenant General Michael Flynn after revelations that he was set up. It was a setup. On Thursday, today, the Department of Justice moved to drop its case against former National Security. He was a National Security Advisor and the FBI did this to him. They dropped the case against Michael Flynn in a shocking development that comes after internal memos had been released raising serious questions concerning the nature of the investigation that led to Flynn's late 2017 guilty plea of lying to the FBI. I'm going to have my friend Jason Sullivan on my show very soon, on my podcast very soon. He'll share with you exactly, as we'll probably hear from General Flynn, exactly how the FBI will coordinate and entrap, basically. They're entrapping you into saying something that just doesn't completely coincide with another way that you said it. It's, it was an all-out all uh, uh, setup. The announcement was made in a court filing with the department saying it's dropping the case after a considered review of all the facts and circumstances on this case, including newly discovered and disclosed information. The DOJ stated it had concluded that Flynn's interview by the FBI was untethered to and unjustified by the FBI's counterintelligence investigation investigation into Michael Flynn and that the interview was conducted without any legitimate investigative basis. Friends, if they can do that to a lieutenant general, think about what they would do to the average American citizen with no amount of notoriety, nobody knows who you are, nobody knows what you're all about. I wonder how many people they have done this to. I need to revamp the uh, articles that I've posted in the past 
on all of the individuals that Dirty Cop Mueller threw in jail and then wound up getting cities sued for it. Two of the men died in jail. Two, the other two spent decades in jail before being released, all to find out it was all a bunch of lies. The federal judge overseeing the case, case must make the final determination to dismiss the case, but how could he not? For months, the retired Army Lieutenant General has been attempting to withdraw his plea of guilty, aided by a brand new attorney who has aggressively challenged the prosecution's case and their abuse conduct. However, the case has been trudging along through the court system with no resolution since his original plea, even with speculation about whether or not President Trump himself could offer a pardon. The DOJ's action to dismiss the case would seem to put an end to any thoughts of a pardon. He doesn't need one. He needed to be exactly what was done, exonerated. His family was drugged through the mud. He's lost pretty much everything. And we still have those in the mainstream media. I saw a clip. I'm not going to play it today, but I saw a clip because I've got a lot of great clips today of, uh, of an MSNBC host basically sharing how they're, they're flabbergasted. They can't believe it. They don't understand why Flynn was exonerated. And then they go forward to try to tell their audience that it's a setup that it's Trump getting them off. Are you kidding me? You wouldn't know truth or justice if it slapped you in the face. Yet that's exactly what these mainstream media cohorts of the Democrat Party are trying to do to us, the American people. They're just trying to lie to us. Well, here's what President Trump had to say about the matter with General, F General Flynn being exonerated. He was targeted by the Obama administration and he was targeted in order to try and take down a president. And what they've done is a disgrace, and I hope a big price is going to be paid. A big price should be paid. There's never been anything like this in the history of our country. What they did, what the Obama administration did, is uh, unprecedented. It's never happened. Never happened. A thing like this has never happened before in the history of our country. And I hope a lot of people are going to pay a big price, because they're dishonest, crooked people. They're scum, and I say it a lot. They're scum. They're human scum. That's exactly what they are. I'm so thankful for a president that tells it like it is. Absolute scum. For individuals to knowingly go after an individual like Lieutenant General Flynn and intentionally try to get him and throw him under the bus with no evidence, bending the law, breaking the law at every turn, they're scum. And I am so thankful that we have a president that is sticking up for the innocent and that is literally serving our country. And I'm thankful he shoots it straight. He speaks it like it is. He's a man's man. He's a woman's man. He's, he's an American's man. I'll put it that way. We'll, we'll keep it there. Well, we've got other great news as Shelly Luther, the woman in Dallas that opened her salon and got thrown in jail by a Democrat judge playing activist for trying to open her salon so that her employees and her herself could feed her family. Well, she has also been released and she has a few words to say that I, I think you're gonna love to hear and see the reaction on her face. I'm okay, but 
I just want to thank all of you who I just barely met and now you're all my friends. You mean so much to me and this would have been nothing without you. Thank you so, so much. And I'll have more to say when I can gather myself, but I'm a little overwhelmed. I just want to say thank you. Love you, Shelly. Love you, Shelly. Love you, Shelly. Love you, Shelly. And absolutely overwhelmed, Shelly Luther, just uh, feeling freedom again. Freedom that she shouldn't have had to feel had it not been for an activist judge trying to play tyrant as he was. Well, we're glad that you're free, Shelly, and we're glad that your, your GoFundMe, I believe, broke $500,000. I think that just shows the sentiment of the American people and the hearts of Americans that are with you 100%. We need to get this economy back open. Shelly's just one example of millions of families and small business owners that need to get back to work. Yet we've got Democrat governors that continue to roadblock and stall. I think they're doing it intentionally to try to hurt our president's chance at re-election. Yet, I believe they're exposing themselves for exactly who they're all about. They're all about themselves. They're not about us, the American people. Well, when we get back to, let me get back to Roger Stone. I wanted to bring this up because new, uh, new evidence has come to light that should exonerate Roger Stone, another longtime friend of President Donald Trump that was railroaded, had CNN show up at his doorstep. I had him on my podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, make sure you go to the David J. Harris Jr. podcast. You need that J in there. David J. Harris Jr. Search that on your favorite podcast platform. Roger Stone's gag order was lifted, and he took the gloves off and got to share what he had been wanting to share for over 16 months. It has now come to light that the government's chief witness in Roger Stone's case lied. Witness against Credeco, it was ignored. The chief witness against Roger Stone has allegedly committed perjury, and it appears that his prosecutors could be guilty of suborning perjury. Roger Stone has maintained that Randy Credeco was the person feeding him the information from WikiLeaks. But at the trial, Credeco denied the fact that prosecutors allowed him to even though filmmaker and producer David Lugo had told investigators that Credeco had admitted to him that he was the go-between. He also gave them written documentation to the fact that but prosecutors hid that information. That means that Roger Stone was convicted by a tainted jury and the testimony of a witness who committed perjury and the prosecutors or at least their investigators were all aware of the lies. Lugo did not know about the sub the subterfuge until he read the trial transcripts and now he has come forward to set the record straight. Lugo said Credeco confirmed verbally and in written communications that he was intermediary between Stone and WikiLeaks. This was not something he only told me, it was pretty well known. I told this to federal investigators and turned over documentation backing up my testimony that exonerated Roger Stone. They buried it and never contacted me again because it did not fit their narrative. How many times do we have to hear from the mainstream media? How many times do we have to see them exposed? How many times do we have to see these dirty cops, these Democrats that all have it out for this president and anybody that's for this president, how many times do we have to hear that they kept information, that they didn't give all the information, 
that they hid information, all at the expense of an American, a patriot. And I'm going to say it again. If it can happen to somebody like Roger, like Michael Flynn, it can happen to anybody, any one of us. And we should all pay that very, very close attention. Well, we've got, uh, speaking of mainstream media lying to us, a video and evidence that has been released on CBS intentionally lying to their viewers, trying to cause more fear and more panic at our expense has been exposed. My good friend James O'Keefe of Project Veritas brings us this breaking and eye-opening news. You're telling me you're 100% certain that CBS News, CBS News Corporation, National, staged a fake event. They faked the news. They faked the reality and broadcasted that to all of their audience last Friday on CBS This Morning. 100% absolutely. Only six states have reported more cases than Michigan, but fewer than 2% of its people have been tested for the virus. In our series on the state of coronavirus testing, Adriana Diaz shows how Michigan is trying to improve a system that has failed some of its people. But the governor says testing above all else will help determine when to fully reopen. And, uh, apparently, the news crew wanted more people in the line because they knew it was scheduled. Well, we knew they, they were coming. We had no clue that we were gonna have to like do face patients. Gotcha. Did she tell you guys like, hey, you're not actually getting tested? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she did. She just, she just, well, it's just to make it more busy for the news because they were right there and talking. That's crazy. Well, I didn't see you guys do the swab at all. I just saw you talking yeah. with them. And then I was talking with you the other girl. Yeah. There were a couple of real patients, which made it worse. They probably just wanted to look busy. <laughs> it's my guess. Is this the the fake line? Yes. Yep. That's it. So, so the people in the cars are are not patients. Majority of them, I do know um, from talking with the testers that that one one of them, one or two of them, uh, were real patients, which added to their frustration because this line sat there for a while uh, so they could organize the shop. Are you kidding me? This is CBS. If CBS can get caught intentionally trying to drive the fear, the pandemic, aren't we as American citizens already dealing with enough? Then have to deal with additional fear-mongering by what should be, what used to be, what's supposed to be one of the most credible news stations in the country? It is propaganda. Now, this immediately makes me think about every other time that they've blasted President Trump for something. I mean, it throws their credibility completely out the window. If you can't trust CBS... You know you can't trust CNN. I think ABC's been caught quite a few times. NBC, even Fox, is starting to lean a little bit to the left. Friends, that's exactly why I'm here. That's why Breitbart is around. That's why James O'Keefe is around. Individuals that are trying to bring you the truth, non-biased, non-scripted, 
and not propagandize, not not feeding you a bunch of lies on purpose just to what what's their excuse? Ratings? Are they just trying to do it for ratings? Are they trying to just beat out the competition? I don't think so. Something is desperately wrong in our media. And it's exactly why Donald Trump has coined the phrase the fake news. We just cannot forget, friends, that the joke is on us. They're intentionally, willfully lying to us, the people. It's time to shut them off. Stop watching them. Hopefully you've already stopped. Well, here's more tyranny out of California, as uh, the same California that opposes internment camps for illegals will now intern American citizens into internment camps. Yes, you heard and read that right if you saw and shared that article. Thank you so much. The internment of illegals is evil, but interning Americans is fine, according to Gavin Newsom. California has announced that if you have the virus, they can remove you from your home to a quarantine internment camp. Only in, well, not only in California, I bet you they're just the first state. That pretty much sounds like tyranny to me, friends. Forced internment of American citizens? Every time I see a Californian, I say to myself, therefore, but the grace of God go I. Well, I left there, and I, I still have a lot of friends there. I love this state. I love the people. But the governor is running an absolute crap show. If the people in California... Enough of the Democrats. I saw one of your comments, I think, a day or two ago. You said, I live in California. You're, you're throwing us all under the bus. You know, you've, I don't know what the answer is. Maybe you're sharing articles. Maybe you're sharing videos. Maybe you're sharing truth. Hopefully, this that this governor is doing in California is waking up the Democrats and the independents. Hopefully, there's enough independents in California that say, you know what? This has to stop. This must stop. Hopefully there are enough that your, your state can be saved. On Wednesday, Ventura County Health Director Robin Levin announced that the forcible quarantines are underway and will continue. Robert Levin said, some of, the people who we, who some of the people we find are going to have a hard time being isolated. If they live in a home where there is only one bathroom and there are three or four other people living there and those people don't have the virus uh, infections, we're not going to be able to keep that person in that home. I, I can't even believe I'm saying this. I can't even believe I have to report this. In America? Every person who, we're isolate, who we are isolating needs to have their own bathroom. So we'll be moving people like this into other kinds of housing that we will have available. Forgive me for being so naive, but isn't imprisoning people without due process a violation of our Constitution? They don't care about the Constitution. They give one iota of an inkling of a thought about the constitution all they're doing is acting tyrannical they're being socialists which again is the little brother of communism friends we are in a very scary time in our country when we've got states like this interning american citizens i mean there there's going to be there's going to be riots I'm just telling you right now, people are not going to comply. And that is exactly why we have the Second Amendment to stand up for ourselves 
against the government if they try to come in. And you better believe that Donald Trump, I think, will be behind it 100% if Americans decide to not comply with unconstitutional mandates. It's absolutely insane that this is taking place under this so-called pandemic, which I believe now the cure is more deadly and more costly than the actual virus itself. Again, I'm going to be interviewing the doctor, uh, Dr. Dan Erickson uh, of Kern County, where he was sharing his data of how many people he's tested and the inflated numbers, the numbers that are far greater than anything that the CDC had put out, uh, far greater than what they originally thought of how many people had contracted COVID-19 and were fine, which speaks to herd immunity, which is what we need when enough people have contracted it and have gotten past it. Well, that means we've gone over the curve, friends. That means that we are no longer in a place of, shouldn't be in a place of pandemic, yet we've got governors and Democrats that are continuing to push these absolute draconian measures on us, the American people. You're not going to want to miss that podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. podcast to hear that and many others. I'm actually interviewing Mike Lindell this evening. I'll talk about that again in a minute. So we've got, we've got that uh, taking place in California. And then we've got on the other side of the United States, we find out more dirt about Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, it's come out, says healthcare workers who travel to New York to help with pandemic must now pay state taxes. (laughs) Are you kidding me? These people went to New York to help you. Governor Cuomo, are you smoking crack? These nurses went to help you. These medical care workers went to help your people. And now you want to tax them? And now we've got celebrities? I saw saw Robert De Niro. I saw a clip of him on one of the talk shows. I should have had it queued up. Where he was actually saying, ah, President Cuomo. That would be pretty good. But I still am all for Biden. These whack jobs don't give one crap about the average American citizen. And for Cuomo to do this, it's just disgusting. Healthcare workers, including some who traveled all the way from Utah to New York to help in the battle against the virus, will now have to pay New York taxes. Governor Cuomo, we need, Cuomo announced on Tuesday. We're not in a position to provide any subsidies right now because we have a $13 billion deficit, Cuomo stated. There's a lot of good things I'd like to do, and if we get federal funding, there it is. We can do it, but it would be irresponsible for me to sit here, a $13 billion deficit, and say I'm going to spend more money when I can't even pay the essential services. You see, now it's coming out. This right here is a prime example of what these Democrat governors are hoping is going to take place. They hope the federal government's going to bail them out, but that's not enough. They not only want the bailouts, they also want the American citizens, the heroes that jumped in to help when they needed help to pay taxes. Absolutely disgusting. Let's get off of Cuomo for a minute. Well, no, I've got one more. I've got one more. This, this again, just to shoot down any, uh, any idea, any idea that anybody thinks Cuomo should even be in politics. He's not a public servant. New York official, uh, officials allowed virus positive DTM NBN disease that must not be mentioned, be named. I got to use that acronym in, in print. It's what that is if you see it. Uh, They allowed virus-positive workers to stay on the job at nursing homes. 
The facilities account for 25% of the deaths in the state. Is that just pretty much giving the middle finger to the elderly in the nursing homes? I mean, I really don't see any other way to say it. Sure, you've got the virus. Sure, we know that the elderly are definitely more susceptible. But you're going to go ahead and keep on working around all those elderly people. And we're just going to hope everything works out fine. And then you want to turn around and tax the workers that went there from other states, including Utah, to help? And then you want to say, well, the federal government, they need to bail us out. Is anybody out there in New York waking up to the absolute deranged mental state of your governor? I really hope so. Because that's pretty, pretty stinking disgusting. Do, you, do New York state officials have blood on their hands? It is a question at, often asked about President Trump, who has, who has remained in Washington to fight the disease while Democrats take an extended vacation. Until the 29th of April, state officials allowed virus-positive workers to remain on the job in nursing homes, where 25% of all new fatalities occurred. I'd say they have blood on their hands. This is in addition to the state's policy of forcing nursing homes to accept virus patients. How many have died in New York because of these insane policies? 4,813 to be exact. Will the media accuse Governor Cuomo and his administration for these deaths? Of course not. They're all Democrats. They don't hold each other accountable. They'll probably figure out some way they can blame Donald Trump for it. State officials were warned about the deaths, but did nothing to mitigate it until well into the pandemic. There could have been a myriad of lawsuits. There, there could be, there should be a myriad of lawsuits from the families of these victims, and it could cost taxpayers an arm and a leg if they are successful. At any time, at a, at a time when the state closed businesses and forced people to stay home, they were also allowing workers with a disease to work with the most vulnerable to the disease. It really makes you wonder. Hopefully it wakes you up to understand there is something mentally off with these individuals and we know what party they represent. We know what president they hate. It's enough to really make you say anything they're for, I'm against. It's pretty much what it sums up to. If they're for it, there's got to be some nefarious reason that they are for it, which means you... And I should be against it. Let's not forget that New York was allowing illegals to get driver's licenses. Couldn't be that they want to make sure that they have an opportunity to vote. Nah, it's not about that. Keep moving. There's nothing to look at, nothing to see here. Everything's peaches and cream, and we'll all just get through just fine. That's what they'd like you to think while they carry on with their tyrannical policies. Well, let's get over here to uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is not out of the hot seat yet. Uh, this representative, this Democrat from the House of Representatives, she basically says that she knows for certain that Joe Biden is innocent. She says she's a strong proponent of the Me Too movement, which is believe all women. Yet she says she knows that she can trust Joe Biden. Here's why. Congresswoman, before I let you go, I want to get your thoughts on the 2020 race. Uh, you have obviously endorsed Joe Biden for a president who has now been accused, as you know, of sexual assault. Are you satisfied so far with his denial? And do you agree uh, with Speaker Pelosi that this is a closed issue? Well, I'm a strong supporter of the Me Too movement, have been from the beginning. And I believe women should be believed and I believe they should be heard. 
and their story should be vetted. They shouldn't be afraid to come forward. But Joe Biden went on TV. He answered the question unequivocally. He didn't say, in my memory, or I don't recall. He said, I didn't do it. I think it's put to rest. (laughs) It's put to rest because he went on TV and said he didn't do it? Oh my goodness, these Democrats are so hypocritical. They don't care about women. Not unless it's a woman that has an allegation against a conservative or the president. They don't care. They just threw, that woman just threw all of you real survivors under the bus. If you go on, apparently if you're a man and you go on TV and you're a Democrat and you say you didn't do it, well... That's good enough for them. Well, it's not good enough for us, the American people. We want investigations. We want those documents released from Delaware University. We want to know exactly what took place, and we want Joe Biden held accountable. We think that every witness, every woman that's come forward with an an accusation needs to be heard. Why? Because this man is running for the highest office in our great country. Brett Kavanaugh went through hell, literally, with a woman that had nothing but accusations, no evidence, no cooperating evidence, no cooperating witnesses. That story is completely reversed with Joe Biden, with witnesses, evidence, cooperating evidence, and the Democrats just want to flush it down the toilet. That's how much they care about the great United States of America. They don't care if this man has done what he's done. They just want to win. How does that set well with you? Doesn't set very well with me. Well, here's Joe Biden. Here's just a little, a little bit about why we should maybe believe if he goes on TV and says something. This is a little blast from the past where Joe Biden got caught and outed on several mainstream media outlets at the time that actually did want to report on the facts. Here's Lion Joe Biden. The new questions stem from taped remarks of of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. If his memory was failing him then, what the heck is going on now? That's just another case in point of lying Joe Biden. Now, if that was then, what do you think he has to say about uh, statements like this? This pandemic. The pandemic is that the president has no intercourse whatsoever with the rest of the, uh, the world. I'm dealing with these things. 
we led, like Barack Obama led in the uh, corona, I mean, excuse me, in, 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 in the pandemic that occurred when we were in office. It was kept in Africa. We organized the world. We put things together. And he wants to become our president. <laughs> I'm sorry, America, please don't let that happen. Please wake up as many independents. Please wake up as many Democrat friends and family as you have. Please share this episode with them. Share any of my episodes with them. Encourage them to just watch and listen and take a break from the nonstop mainstream media Kool-Aid that is full of nothing but lies. Give them a break. Give them a chance. Invite At least invite them. That's what we can do. That can be part of the answer. Spreading the news of people that only have an agenda of putting America first and supporting a president that's been putting us all first, and we've tasted some of the rewards before this pandemic. We can't forget all of the amazing achievements that this president had made. And it's going to take that same president and his administration to get us out of this absolutely economic disastrous time that we are all currently in. It's going to take you, Mr. President. Well, both houses in Mich- of Michigan legislature have decided to take action and sue Governor Whitmer for extending the lockdown. Yeah, nobody's happy with that with that woman. My wife can't even believe that woman. She just she's she's actually used some verbs about her that are pretty uh, astounding. Uh, both houses of legislature in Michigan sue Gretchen Whitmer, the tyrannical candidate vying to be Joe Biden's running mate, after she bypassed them to unilaterally extend the closure of her state by a month. A whole month. I think Oregon did the same thing. I reported on that earlier this week. They extended it to July 6th. Forget about June. Just we're going to jump right to July. The legislature had denied her request to extend the state of emergency. So she merely denied it and uh, that she needed their approval to bankrupt large numbers of businesses and individuals in the state. She's just going to do it her way. Her shutdown orders are very inconsistent. You can go you can go to Home Depot to buy a hammer, but are forbidden to buy even a single tomato plant at the very same store. They literally have them roped off. Last week, both houses of of the legislature voted to approve the filing of a lawsuit against the governor who is in violation of Michigan state law. She's blown any chance she had of becoming Biden's running mate as she has angered many across the state that would cost Biden the important state of Michigan. Hopefully Michigan's going to go red anyway. They have filed a petition of recall against the governor, and it currently has about 330,000 signatures. Not enough to trigger a recall election, but plenty to scare off Joe Biden. Let's take a break. Let's listen to Kaylee. This, she is just knocking it out of the park at these White House press briefings. They just, the mainstream media, they, these so-called journalists, they're really whack jobs. They're really nut jobs. They, they don't have any, they don't care. They want to they try to get an aha gotcha moment any way they can, and they're just not going to get it from this amazing woman. Use the phrase uh, warriors to describe everyday Americans. The president's using that phrase as well. What's the thinking behind using that description? And is that basically asking Americans to put themselves in harm's way, harm's way like warriors do? Not in the slightest. It's actually the opposite. You know, the president's been clear that at this moment, you know, we're at a wartime moment where we're fighting the invisible enemy, and by that I mean COVID-19. Um, and on the contrary, the the notion that the American people are warriors—they're warriors because they've stayed home. They're warriors because they've social distanced. They're warriors because this mitigation effort um, is something that could only be done by 
the American people coming together and making really hard sacrifices. And the American public has done that, and we salute each of you um, around the country that have listened to these guidelines. I know it's been difficult, I know it's been hard, but it's because of you that we're at this place where we can reopen the country. Just to be clear, that's the opposite of what the President says, specifically because he says Americans must be warriors to reopen the economy. You're saying they've already been warriors by staying home. We're saying they. We're saying the exact same thing. The president says they're warriors to reopen because, guess what, in order to get to reopening, you have to social distance. Um, you had to put it together, those very hard choices that allowed us to get to a point where we have um, the one of the lowest mortality rates in the world, and that's because of the American people. So it took the American people being warriors to get us to the point of reopening. Boom! <laughs> Absolutely amazing to see that woman in action. And what an absolutely ridiculous question. Why in the world? Where was he trying to go? You know, she shut him down from where he was trying to go. He was trying to instigate that the president is basically calling people to take up arms, become warriors, and go to the streets and riot. No, that's not what the president was doing. We have been warriors, those of us that have been able to self-isolate, all of us pretty much, staying at home, only leaving for the very necessity things. We have been warriors. Thank you, Kaylee, for pointing that out. And we will be warriors if we need to be in these states where these tyrannical governors are instituting absolutely unconstitutional laws. You better believe those same warriors can be those other warriors in the same degree. I had an absolutely amazing response yesterday. I've got to tell you guys, I'm going to be interviewing Mike Lindell. If you've got questions, I'm actually going to be interviewing him after this show. If you've got questions, I'm going to put a single post after this show Questions for Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell of MyPillow was in the Rose Garden a few weeks ago. Absolutely sent shockwaves. Uh, has been all around the world. He's going on CBS this week, this weekend, I believe. Um, he's doing Fox soon, I believe, uh, in about 20 minutes. And then I'm going to be interviewing him. And I've got some questions for him. But I've been teasing you because I can't tell you what I want to tell you. But I'm going to talk to him tonight. I've been talking to him and another gentleman that has to remain nameless right now. But the answer, the absolute emphatic answer and solution to this COVID-19, it exists. And I wish I could tell you more. All I can tell you is I'm going to do a deep dive with Mike Lindell this evening. I'll try to get that up on my podcast tomorrow. If you're not already subscribed to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast, please do that. Give me five stars if you like my content and leave a review. That helps me go a long way. And then share these episodes with 10 friends. Help me spread the word and try to reach more people with the truth. Mike Lindell is going to be on my podcast. We're going to do a deep dive into as much as we can talk about. There's so many. I actually leaked a little bit more than I was supposed to on yesterday's show with his conversation that he got to have with the president and the vice president. But I just got to remind you, friends, for those of you that had questions and I saw your questions, I have not slept better. I didn't know how good I slept until we just moved and I didn't put the mattress topper on our mattress when we first moved in. My wife and I woke up and looked at each other. First thing we said in the morning was, we've got to put the mattress topper on. Mike's MyPillow mattress topper is amazing. It's like getting yourself a brand new mattress. You're going to sleep well. You're going to sleep great. It's cool. It's comfortable. And if you use the code David, you'll save 30% and you'll get two My MyPillow pillows. You'll get two of those as well. So use the code David. Give that mattress topper and anything else there a try. Use that code David and uh, I know you'll love it. I absolutely love mine. I know you'll enjoy it. I love his sheets too. I really do. I really love his sheets. So I'll post that uh, after the show. I'd love to have your questions and bring some of those directly to Mike Lindell himself. It's pretty amazing his story 
from what are the odds from crack addict to CEO, and now he's a personal friend of the president, an absolute patriot, has turned 75% into of his manufacturing plant into manufacturing masks. He did that uh, when masks were uh, in need, and there's some other things that he's doing behind the scenes. We'll get into that uh, later on. But give that right after the show. Go to MyPillow.com. Give that mattress topper a try. I know you'll love it. And use the code DAVID. You'll save 30% and get two uh, pillows. All right, what do we got now? We've got... Uh, I showed you the I showed you the Biden intercourse. Here we go. Here's more for Joe Biden. Here's just a couple more reasons why we do not want this man as the president of our country. Joe Biden says sex change surgery is a medical necessity. It's medically necessary, and he would force coverage. How many of you would like to be forced to help cover somebody's sex change? I don't think so. Joe Biden actually said that sex change surgery is medically necessary for transgender folks while he pushed for modifications that would force insurers to cover the procedures. He got the three Ps with that one, petty, political, and pandering. He nailed them all. The government is not forcing insurance companies to cover LASIK eye surgery uh, or dental implants, but sex change surgery, well, that should be, according to Joe Biden. The former VP and 2020 presumptive Democrat presidential nominee kept his wits about him long enough to make that connection during a Wednesday virtual event with a human rights campaign. The most amazing part was he actually made it through the event. He did. He got a question on how he would guarantee gay and transgender people have access to affordable health care, and uh, he just lost it from there. Uh, I got one more I want to show you with uh, on, on Biden. Uh, This is one more thing, one more reason why we uh, just absolutely do not want this guy at the helm of this country. He's promised to restore funding to Palestinian terrorists. Yes, you read and heard that correct. President Trump cut, cut funding to the Palestinian Authority over terrorism, and now Joe Biden is promising to restore all funding to the extremist Palestinians who engage in terrorism. Well, he also promised to Uh, more pallets of cash. He's been promoting and talking about how great Obama was. We can't forget Obama did send billions of dollars in cash uh, to Iran in the middle of the night. Biden makes the claim that by restoring the funding to the terrorist regime, it will get them them back to the bargaining table. In eight years of the Obama-Biden regime, they were totally unable to get them to negotiate anything. Furthermore, Biden did not name one single concession that the Palestinian Authority would have to make to get the money. They can continue on the same path they are now, only with a hell of a lot more money to finance their actions with it. Many had pointed out that the Palestinian Authority was making payments to the families of terrorists using U.S. tax dollars, our tax dollars, to do it. That is the policy that Biden wants to continue. Friends, we cannot forget why we live in the greatest country in the world that we've had the greatest economy we've ever seen is because of President Trump and his administration. Joe Biden doesn't hold and can't hold a candle to any of the successes that Donald Trump and his administration have been able to achieve in his three and a half short years in office. We need four more years of of, uh, Donald Trump. We don't need any more of Joe Biden anything. I don't care if Obama, Oprah, I don't care who his running mate is. We don't need any of them running anything in this country. 
Friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Please go to MyPillow.com, get Mike's book. It'll be a huge inspiration for you. And try that mattress topper. Use the code David. You'll save 30% on that mattress topper and you'll get two amazing pillows and you'll support uh, an amazing patriot in the process. God bless you. Please share this episode with friends and family, especially those independents and Democrats. You never know which one may actually watch and see something that they did not know before. And hopefully it'll be a breath of fresh air and they'll say, wow, you know what? I've got some research to do. That's what we all must do. And the more you do, the more you find, the more you'll discover the truth has been hidden from us by the mainstream fake news media. God bless you. Have a great rest of your evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And today is, I've got to say it, it's a national day of prayer. The president did an amazing job holding that at the White House today. For all of us believers, people of faith, we absolutely must understand and see and recognize that what this president is doing, especially during a time of crisis, is a beautiful thing to every person of faith. God bless you. I'm praying that for peace, for restoration, and for you to know that we will make it through this crisis. We will make it through this pandemic. Even if you're in one of those states where you've got a tyrannical governor, you will make it through. And the other side, I believe, will be worth this journey. I truly believe that. So God bless you all. Have a great rest of your night. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.